Is it on? It looks like it. What? Are you ever eager to be behind the scenes of your church? To know what Grace's leadership is thinking about, burdened about, or talking about? Maybe the things we're planning for, praying for, and hoping for. Have you ever wondered these things? If so, welcome to the Sweet 201 Podcast, which is your chance to go behind the scenes into the very heart and soul of Grace's leadership team. Thanks for listening. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sweet 201. I'm Laurel, and we are coming to you live from Homewood, Alabama on a beautiful, nice summer, sunny Tuesday. Around lunchtime, I'm sitting here in the studio slash office with my good friends, Joel. Say hi, Joel. Hey, everybody. So glad you're here. And John. Welcome to the office. We are so glad you are here today. We are excited to bring you all some new content that we think you all really enjoy. John, do you want to tell us what we're going to talk about today? Yeah. So one of the different types of podcasts that we wanted to do was to spend some time uh, getting to know our leadership team better. And one of the varieties that we're going to approach with that is that we were going to ask some questions of Joel. Uh, we were going to call this Ask Pastor Joel, where we fielded some questions from across our congregation that would help you either get to know Joel better or Grace Fellowship better or the Lord better. Um, and today we have one of those. This one's actually about you personally, Joel, so I'm going to let that cue you up, though I think knowing you, your answer is going to involve some things about Grace Fellowship and about the Lord. Uh, but we've had some people who want to know who are some people in your life historically that have really influenced the way that you do ministry? And how have you seen that affect the way that we do things at Grace Fellowship? Well, that's a great question. And I'm so glad this church member decided to ask this because it gives me a chance to share something that I think I'm really passionate about. So, yeah, so the question is really mentors who've really shaped the way that I do pastoral ministry, which, of course, shapes the way Grace Fellowship is the way that it is. And maybe the first thing I'd want to say here is that I really am a product of people believing in me disproportionate to my actual abilities and skills, which I think all of us in this circle have experienced that, right? When somebody mm -hmm. sees something in us that we can't even see in ourselves and they help us become that thing, and they give us responsibility and a place at the table, probably before we're actually ready to, <laughs> to have that. Yes. Um, and people have done that for me, and it was a gift of God's grace in my life. Um, so I really am the pastor that uh, I am because of some ways in which God's grace was channeled to me through some key mentors in my life. And I'm really going to stick with the mentor thing for now because there's also been several peers I've had that have shaped me drastically. Um, I've even had people who've been influences in my life who who weren't necessarily church ministry relationships. But for the sake of this conversation, I'll, I'll really stick to how this has shaped me as a pastor of a local church and how I do local church ministry. So maybe the first name that I'd, I'd want to share who's influenced me um, is someone that a lot of our listeners will know, and I know you guys know. It's a pastor in Birmingham um, named Joel Brooks. So Joel was... I guess you could call him a college pastor. He, he led a college ministry that I was involved with. And at the time, I didn't actually know Joel very well. Um, we've become friends since. But when I was a college student, 
um, attending what was called University Christian Fellowship, I really think God used Joel to give me a a vision for um, what it would look like to preach the glory and richness of Jesus from the scriptures, kind of present a God of biblical proportions to people, and how that would then uh, be able to, by the power of God's Spirit, shape and change hearts. Hmm. Um, so the commitment to proclaiming Jesus really directly, um, that was kind of lodged in me, even if somewhat of a distance, watching Joel. Um, a, a second mentor I would want to mention is when I got my really first full-time job in ministry in Texas. I was in youth ministry, and my boss and mentor there uh, was a man named Dan Niederhofer. And uh, John and Laurel have heard me talk about Dan before. Uh, but man, Dan, Dan just loved me deeply. Um, he cared way more about... Uh, my own heart and soul than he cared about the work I was doing. He cared a lot in those early years of my marriage that I loved Mandy and took time for her. Um, he cared a lot that I uh, stayed encouraged because he knew how deeply I, I felt things and he kind of shielded me from some discouraging forces in ministry so I could just really flourish. He gave me the ability to practice skills but not necessarily be the one to have my head chopped off for every little problem, yeah. um, which was a real gift to me. And I think maybe the biggest thing in Dan is Dan helped me remember that pastoral ministry is about people. Mm. Um, people aren't distractions from some kind of strategic thing you might want to do, but people are the work. Wow. Um, he, he taught me that at the end of the day, there's really no substitute for sitting with actual people and talking to them about Jesus. Hmm. And that there's a lot of things that you have to do in ministry. Um, but at the end of the day, that is the work of ministry. Also in my time in San Antonio, uh, it's kind of a long story, but our department essentially got reorganized and a woman named Sharon Wilson uh, became became a boss, I guess you could say. And, and Miss Sharon um, was the kids ministry director at um, this church in San Antonio. And uh, basically she became kind of head of all family ministry. And then what I was doing with youth kind of came under her leadership. And goodness gracious, um, the thing I learned most from Miss Sharon, or I just called her Sharon, who became a great friend, is how important it is to just see the little things um, you know, we're talking hundreds and hundreds of families were involved in this church, and Miss Sharon saw them as individuals and went the extra mile for people. And so Sharon really taught me that you that in pastoral ministry you have to be willing to do really absurdly ridiculous, maybe even unsustainable things for people. Yeah. And to go the extra mile. And extra mile work is something you'll never regret in working with people. So, you know, if you have the thought to encourage someone to just do that, um, write the notes, say the encouraging words, make the phone call, 
stay an extra five minutes. Um, you know, I guess I guess just really to do your best, not because you need people to see that though, but because that would actually please God. Yeah. Um. In the transition back to Birmingham, uh, I was given the great gift of serving with a um, pastor named Andy Byers. He was the college ministry director um, at Mount Brick Community Church. And a couple things I'd say about Andy. One, Andy is probably the most intelligent person I know as far as like his ability to think and read and write. Um, but this is really going to say something. He's probably the most intelligent person I know but he's probably also the most humble person I know. Um, Andy really taught me, and I, and I got to work with Andy in my seminary years. So at a time where I was doing a lot of learning, to be able to see the way Andy took a love for the Bible and then had that love for the Bible and, for, and a love for Scripture always kind of connected and in conversation with a real intense love for people. Um, and just really caught a vision that feeding people from the riches of God's Word um, is really pretty central to what it means to love somebody. Mm. So in shorthand, I like to say that Andy taught me to love people deeply, to love the Scriptures deeply, and to have those two loves in conversation with one another in everything you do yeah. in the work. Maybe a, a final mentor that I would mention is um, Tim Callum. Uh, Tim is the pastor at uh, Mount Brook Community Church, and Tim has been um, at Mount Brook Community, you know, I think for almost 25 years. So the gift that I was given to see someone older than me in ministry who had remained faithful to the calling at the same place for so many years just the kind of character that that takes the kind of resiliency that that takes uh, the kind of gentle careful leadership that it requires to lead the same group of people through so many different turns and twists mm-hmm. and then you know maybe at least one of the biggest things about Tim I'd say well maybe two things um, you know, a real genuine um, character and integrity from Tim. Um, I, I had the blessing to be on the inside and to see the way that Tim would handle things with character and integrity behind closed doors um, was just a real sight for me to behold. And then maybe the second thing that I think he'd be really honored by, um, I know Tim's children, his adult children, and both of them on different occasions have told me, you got to understand, I respect my dad more than any person that I know. And, uh, you know, when you're in the work that I'm in, and they, we are in kind of this work of local church ministry, in particular, like a lead pastor ministry that I'm called to right now, it is just so unspeakably rare that a pastor's children would say that about him. Yeah. And so... To see the way that Tim has endured and been faithful with tons of integrity in such a way that generates such a rich and authentic affection from his children um, left a huge mark on me that I try to emulate. You know, so, I mean, that those are the mentors I would share. 
about. And and I do think you kind of see those things around grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really think that's like a beautiful legacy. It's easy to feel like with church plants or uh, just like kind of startup businesses that we can be kind of so enamored with starting from nothing uh, that it's easy to feel like we just kind of sprang up out of the ground. Um but it's encouraging to me that Grace Fellowship is kind of built on such a legacy of faithful gospel work in so many different places and locations. And that, um, you know, we really are building on a, a faithful foundation. We're not just kind of starting our own thing out of nowhere. I think that's really beautiful and powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always think of Grace. I mean, you know, maybe what some of our listeners don't necessarily know is that, you know, I, I've been doing local church ministry since 2004 so 16 years so and our church is only you know the early if you consider some of the early stuff we tried to do to get going I mean, our church is less than four years old so I very much understand grace as a continuation of a lot of things for me um, but I, I do think some of the things I shared I think you see around our church I, th- I think we're, we're really serious about loving the actual people who are among us mm-hmm. ver- versus some kind of um, hypothetical, imagined Christian out there. I mean, I think we always want to make things pre- concrete and personal. Mm-hmm. I think we really love the scriptures around here and want to teach them. I think we do ridiculous extra mile things, mm-hmm. such as trying to hold down tents <laughs> in a rainstorm. Um, you're supposed to laugh at that a little yeah. more than you did. Well, we did. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, in that moment when we had this crazy rainstorm, for you listeners who don't know, like a few days ago we had a crazy rainstorm as we were trying to do outdoor church and coronavirus. And I did think in my head, Miss Sharon would be so proud of this. Yeah. Um, anyway, what do you think of that? Um, so I, when I came on staff a little over a year ago, for the listeners, every Monday we have a staff meeting. And in that time, it's a time that we do come together and kind of plan the details of the week, but Joel always shares some kind of pastoral teaching moment. And I remember when I first came on staff, when I joined those Monday meetings, he was in kind of a series teaching the staff just of the, about the people that have influenced his life. And that was kind of my first taste to Grace and to Joel. And I don't even know if I've told you this, just how much those first few meetings impacted me and just listening to these influences in your life and how they've influenced you and I've been able to see just over the last year how that has in turn influenced our leadership at Grace and then in turn the way that these people have influenced you has therefore then influenced me and I don't even know these people but I feel like I love them and would love to thank them just for the legacy that they've had on you because then as therefore been taken and has affected me in a personal way that I don't even know if I've really shared about, but just the things that you've been talking about over the last year, I've just been able to see how that's um, just years and years over time has then impacted our church and the, the graces that the Lord has given us as a church. It's been a really sweet thing for me um, personally, just in my own development um, and leadership, but just also um, in our church. So I'm really thankful. Um, if these people are listening, I'd love to thank them personally just yeah. for the ways that they have impacted me and they don't even know me. Um, so it's a sweet thing just to hear about those people and 
it's exciting for me to know that maybe one day, 10 or 15 years down the road, I'll be telling people about Joel Busby <laughs> and the way that he influenced me and the way that these people have influenced him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, praise the Lord. Um, I think maybe anything good these folks get credit for and the bad stuff is just me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, you, you just got to be careful when you make other people responsible for you. So, <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm thankful for these folks too. It's been God's grace to me. Mm-hmm. Well, bless the Lord. Um, what a beautiful time kind of remembering the people who've gone before us. And we're so grateful that you guys were here to listen in with us and be part of this conversation. Um, if you have any other questions you'd like to know, questions that help us get to know Joel better, questions that help us get to know Grace Fellowship better, questions that help us get to know the Lord better. We'd love it if you'd send those in to us, whether it's um, through our Instagram feed or sending it directly to Joel, Laurel, or I. Um, We hope this is a regular feature of our podcast going forward. So feel free to give us those questions and we'll bring them to the table. Thanks for joining us here on Sweet 201 and we will see you guys next week. Bye. See you later. Thanks. Thanks, folks, for listening to The Sweet 201. For more information about Grace Fellowship, visit us on the web at gracebham.org. Sweet 201 is produced by the Manifold Group. The creative director and editor of The Sweet 201 is yours truly, Joel Busby. The Sweet 201 is mixed and edited by Laurel Schwears. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon.